theoretically, Bill, you are handed $750 right now. You have to choose something to buy tonight. What is it? $750. I have to choose something to buy tonight. I love the filler of re-asking um, the question. It's not like yeah, I'm politicianing. This is really out of left field here. I think I would probably buy a couple of pairs of Jordans. Gun to my head. Jordans? Yeah. What, um, any certain pair or year? I'm a Jordan 1 guy and a Jordan 4. Uh, mm. I did just order a pair of sixes. I don't really need sneakers, but I've kind of become like a little bit of a sneaker that guy <laughs> lately. Um, you know, there's nothing to do. I have a little disposable income, so I like oh. sneakers. I've always liked oh. sneakers, so I figured I'll buy some sneakers. And I like Yeezys, but he's becoming pretty freaking crazy. So I don't know if I want to like wear those and then get beat up in public one day for wearing, you know, a crazy man sneaker. <laughs> well, he's absolutely crazy. That's a topic for another time when we do the uh, top 11 crazy presidential candidates uh, or people that ran for president. But for me, Bill, the reason I asked that question is because my lawnmower just, I think, died. Ooh. And so uh, I think I might have to go electronic. Those things look bomb. Have you ever seen the electronic ones? No. Yeah, when you're bored, this is this is really crap homeowner stuff. Um, and yeah, I was mowing the lawn earlier. I needed like to distress after work. I had one of those days, and I freaking revved it up. We're going. Thing was smoking everywhere. It kind of looked cool. Kind of looked like a like a like a fog machine. So I was kind of digging it for a few minutes. Then it got scary, and then I was like, oh boy. And I looked it up, and like a like the one I have, like a motorized one. It's like a couple hundred bucks, but. These electronic ones, man. I don't know. These these things are bomb. Um, electronic seems pretty fucking cool. So like, you oh, just yeah. plug it in at night and it's good to go. Plug it in, good for three to six hours. Uh, you know, I don't think I don't know what kind of lawn most people have. I don't have a lawn that takes that long. Usually about like two hours max when I'm really hitting the corners. But yeah, I need. I'm gonna need to do that. So uh, that's why I asked. So hopefully, I'll maybe I'll scratch some tickets. Um, <laughs> also to start the show, uh, if for those watching us on the stream, this says what I got from my Father's Day. For my sister, it says leveled up to dad. Don't really understand it, but it's cool. Uh, and I guess we can give a shout out to Goo, who leveled up to a dad today oh, as well. Yeah. Baby Goo Mazeltov. in the house. Yeah. Baby Goo. I like that. Um, <laughs> so Mazatov to Goo, his wife, and his uh, growing family. Raphael saw that name. Made me uh, a little upset, but good for him. That's amazing. That's a great name for a kid. And especially like, you know, the Dane Cook thing where he names his kid after like Transformers Optimus yeah. Pride. And my favorite <laughs> one is, oh, Typical, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, that's awesome. Congratulations to uh, you, semi new dad, and goo, uh, very new yeah. dad. Oh, yeah, like fresh off the like, well, I don't want to say where, but um, <laughs> I don't know where, I don't know. There's two, there's two options here. Uh, anywho, this is the pop culture pile driver. You can follow along with us over on the Twitter machine at pop culture PD. Last I checked, Bill, we are under 30 away for the strive for 105, and I will take a picture like Robin Williams in photo booth. I found a nice white shirt and some khakis because <laughs> I haven't worn pants in a while, so I'm getting ready because we're going to get it, baby. So please follow along at pop culture PD. You can follow me at Jason D. Rossi, and he can be found at Billy D. 2411. Bill, aside from 750 bucks, what's going on in your world? Uh, not too much. I got, uh, my mind on my money and my money on my mind, I guess. I don't know. I went out. I bought some uh, some shirts today. I went to Marshall's. Oh. Had a lot of good deals. A lot of $7.99 <laughs> tees. I got a Baby Yoda t-shirt. I got a pineapple t-shirt that's mostly pink with the orange, uh, yellow pineapples. Dig and it. I got a bird shirt. Always got to have a bird shirt. And then um, it was like parrots. So pretty good day. <laughs> Uh, big question for you. I've been on the hunt and I'm talking about the hunt of hunts, what you're currently wearing for those streaming, watching those Billy biceps right now. Uh, <laughs> tank tops. Do they yep. have tank tops at Marshall's? So they didn't have tank tops. I was actually looking for tank. Anyway, they're nowhere. Anywhere. Walmart, so Target. I've been to Old Navy. I went to the Gap this weekend. I went into Athletica. By the way, Bill, 
that's a female only store. Hmm. Right. Uh, yeah, my wife works in a, a plaza that has one. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'll check out this place. I've heard good things. Walked in, noticed female section, female, a couple females come up to me wearing the mask, masked up. I was masked up. They're like, uh, do you, uh, can I help you with anything? I'm like, yeah, no, I'm just looking around. Then I pretend I was on the phone. Then I pretend to text and the woman comes back up to me and goes, can I help you with something? I go, my wife was told me, I don't think this is the right store. I think it was the other location. Where are your other locations? She told me a couple. And I banged out of there. It was really <laughs> embarrassing. And I was trying to think of like how to get out of the situation. Like Victoria's Secret isn't as awkward as this. No, but like you can always just be like, yeah, I was looking for something for my wife for her birthday. That's a pretty legit. Yeah, I know, but thing. I, I was, it was scrambled mind. It was the first thing that came up. I was just keep pretending you're on your phone. I was literally like walking around like this. I just oh. do the, I do the, yeah, I'm an idiot and just walk right out. Yeah, there was no tank tops legitimately anywhere. I got these at Kohl's. And I bought the only Ooh. two that they had in the large. This was legitimately the only tank tops in the whole store. I might have to find because that's literally like what I'm looking for. I, I ordered one was a muscle tee, which I'm not as big a fan of. I got like a Celtics muscle tee on Amazon for $3.50. Fast. Is that with like the uh, stringer? No, no. It's just like it, it's more. I, I, I guess the difference between that and those, those I don't even think I would even bother. That would make me look like <laughs> Big Daddy V from wrestling back in the day. But anyways, it's the one that just like are sleeveless. I call oh, those okay. muscle tees. I feel like. Yeah. Um, and then I got like I thought it was just a tank top, but it's actually like a odd knockoff uh, Golden State Warriors jersey. Like actually like stitching and everything for six dollars and twenty five cents. That's not bad. So I just went on Amazon. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, I guess I'll use it. But that's not what I was looking for. But anywho, um, yeah, I just was like, uh, I just can't find tank tops. Tank tops is a major shortage in America. Of all the crises that have happened, this is the one that's affected me the most. Coronavirus, um, you know, all this social injustice, all this. It is tank tops now that we need. A, everyone needs to rally behind tank tops. <laughs> I mean, because I ride my bike a lot now, and I would prefer to do it in a tank top than any other kind of shirt. And they really are hard to come by. I almost bought one. There was one at dicks but it was a rock one and it was 50 bucks speaking of dicks bill this is our 69th episode since we've Ooh, uh you know our well no it's, i shouldn't even say since that's since we've been together uh this podcast if you ever go back in the history of the pop culture pile driver which you should subscribe on all podcast platforms if you have a podcast if you listen to one subscribe to pod culture pile driver if you listen it's a bonus if you just subscribe that's cool too give us a five-star review would go a long way to helping us um but uh if you go back through the history like obviously i've been running this podcast channel for a long time it's the third iteration of this actually the fourth iteration of this podcast originally started off as the 929 podcast when i worked at a radio station with the call what the numbers 929 i created a podcast that was nine minutes 29 seconds debuted a new song every week uh had the had the artists on half the time which was really cool i, I was smart back oh please i would brag all day the stuff i was doing please if i was doing it today people would be kissing me anyways um <laughs> and then it turned into um the like Rossi's movie reviews. When me and my wife were watching a ton of movies, we would do like small little things here and there. And then it turned into Rossi on wrestling. That's where, you know, you came in and then it turned into pop culture pile driver about seven and a half weeks ago. And the things are looking good. Numbers are great. Appreciate everyone tuning in, listening. Appreciate everybody as part of the hashtag dork gooniverse. Um, one last note, uh, follow us there on Facebook. Follow, you know, if you're on Facebook, just search dork. I, I don't know how to, any other way to say like how to hashtag find dork. Yeah, hashtag dork. That's how you do it. Um, and then don't forget to also, yes, yeah, follow us on Twitter. Uh, subscribe podcast. If you're on YouTube, give us a uh, subscribe. Hit the bell for notifications. We stream every Tuesday night. And occasionally, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Oh, yeah. And, and, occasionally, <laughs> and occasionally, we will also uh, be popping up some extra content, bonus content on the channel. Uh, Billy hosted a Psych the Movie Part 2. It was just called Psych the Movie, by the way. Lassie, come home. Oh, so that's like the subtitle. But so there's two Psych the Movies, though, right? Yes. 
which was strange because I watched Monday Night Raw last night. I uh, fell asleep somewhere in the last hour. I, I did I hit my little treadmill here. I watched TV um, and I put it on. It's part of my TVR. It tapes an hour. I saw the opening scene. I laughed. I didn't see. I couldn't hear anything. But Sean like dressed up like, I don't know, like Jesus or Eric from Boy Meets World. And that uh, That's the first movie, but it's great. Oh, that no, it said Lassie Comes Home. No, must uh, he doesn't have the he has the beard to start the first movie. In the this first movie, it's kind of Carlton with his dad. So uh, they might have just anyways, been teasing it the whole time. They might have been. That, that's a good point. So yeah, they might have been advertising to watch Peacock to see the new one. That makes sense because this one did just said psych the movie. So anyways, besides the point, Billy and uh, Pat from the Pat's Pulpit um, on SB Nation, I believe. I'm saying that right. Uh, and then the guys from the, what's the name of their podcast? Crossing State Lines. That's it. Crossing State Lines. They're part of the CLNS channel. I believe. Don't I, quote us on that. Don't but quote anyways, us on that. go back. You can check it out on the hashtag dork shared Gooniverse on Facebook. Um, Bill hosted that. We'll be doing bonus content on there. There'll be stuff on Twitter. There'll be stuff here. There'll be stuff just on the podcast channel as well as our Tuesday night streams. Uh, Bill, today we're talking all about the year 1999. Ooh. Might be the greatest year of our generation, not just for the topic we're speaking, in general. It was a great year, a great year time to be alive. The internet was booming. We were stealing music from every which source. Video games were at their height. You were over your friend's house. You were sleeping over Eminem peanut butter all night long. Um, and tonight what we are doing, we are debuting the pop culture pile driver jukebox. Mm-hmm. So tonight we are going to nominate four songs that are going to make it to a vote again at pop culture PD, give it a follow. And then one of these songs is going to make it and live in infamy forever, forever. Like the annals of time is going to live in this jukebox. Um, so we will uh, break down some of the music in just a moment. One last note. I forgot. I had one last piece, Bill. Big shout out to Ryan Davey, Davey Eyeballs of the Dork, hashtag Dork Podcast. He smoked us in creating the greatest song ever. I, you know, I don't know. It was just interesting. He got 59% of the vote. Mac came in second with 18% of the vote. You came in third with 16% of the vote. And I came in last with 7% of the vote. I wasn't expecting to win. I just didn't expect us on our own podcast, neither one of us to even be in the top two or even close. I mean, I think Davey legitimately won the draft. His, yeah, his, he did. His song was great. <laughs> his artists were great. They kind of yeah. matched together really well. Yeah. And he's got, you know, the dork power. He's got the power behind the dork podcast. I mean, he's not, you know, one reach Keith, but he's Davey Eyeballs. That's a pretty big pull. Uh, yeah. It was great to have him on. I, you know, didn't think we had that much music in common, but we seemed to like a lot of the same stuff. And I didn't realize he was a musician. And oh, yeah. the song that he posted the other day on Twitter the like the 80s funk thing i've been listening to that song the past two days so everything's fusion just remember yeah. that everything's fusion i uh, yeah i wasn't surprised just looking at like the artist's name especially for davy dave Grohl. people it's like a beloved artist post malone has a hip cool factor to him today halsey i think for a male audience kind of has a sex appeal as well as like knowing she's been in some of the movies uh soundtracks of like video games i'm sorry of comic books and billy eilish i think people could go either way for the audience and then obviously having rick rubin people that mm-hmm. are familiar would know it's a great lineup uh gotta give it to him so he will be getting a prize in the mail once um once i put it together um okay but now let's get into it bill the year is 1999 i was born so i was basically the whole year i was 15 years old and it was 14 14 years old sorry you were 15 right no the whole year i was 15 years old yeah so I, 
I, well, yes. Uh, oh, I get it. Yeah, because your birthday's in December. One of those weird kids. Um, so, Bill, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some highlights of the year. I'm going to run down the highest selling album for 1999. By the way, these numbers you don't see anymore in sales for ma- multiple reasons. But the highest selling album of 1999 was Backstreet Boys Millennium. No that thing sold 11 plus million copies. That is insane. I mean, it's one of the greatest albums of all time. I mean, and I hate to hyperbilly it. Here we but go. It has some absolute bangers on it. It, you know, has one of the greatest pop songs ever written. Maybe the best pop song ever written. And the Backstreet Boys, to me, are the number one boy band of all time. I don't believe mm. we had them at number one, right? No. We had uh, Jackson Five. Jackson Five. So they're better than InSync musically. They have better songs. InSync has the better talent overall, but song, I'm taking Backstreet Boys song for song any day over any boy band ever. Obviously, they they ran, you know, this was at the height of all of this. Uh, the most played song, Bill, in 1999 across all radio in the United States, Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. Boom, boom, boom. I mean, she can't get much hotter than she was at that era. And she was kind of like disturbingly young for people who were of the older ilk to like her. But she was right in our wheelhouse. She was about my age at the time. So oh, maybe yeah. a year or two older. That maximum that came out with her in it. My God, that's one of the hottest covers of anything ever. She was phenomenal in it. Uh, she seems to be a little bit crazy these days, but you know, there's there's a whole movement going on right now. I don't know if you oh, know. Oh yeah, free Britney. Yeah, the free, uh, she's technically not an adult. Yeah, she doesn't have power over her decision making. Yes, like they have, and that's usually for people who are like in comas or something. Yes. So I don't know how true all of that stuff is, but if it is. I'm, I'm, I'm team hashtag free Britney. Let's see oh, what yeah. we can do. I think pop culture pile driver. We're fully behind you, Britney Spears. You want to come on the show, talk about it. We'll have you <laughs> on anytime. Um, for 1999, obviously we reach into the Grammys of 2000. The record of the year was won by smooth Santana featuring oh. Rob Thomas. It's one of the, you know, just cooler collaborations. If you go and you listen to that whole album, that's really a different song because, you know, Rob Thomas is on it. It's pretty much, you know, Santana being Santana. But the combination (laughs) of them in that song, it is, you know, like the title. It is fucking smooth. Oh, absolutely. And obviously, just to go ahead, the album of the year was Supernatural by Santana. The only other song I think that was notable that was a single was Maria Maria. Oh, Uh, what a song. Remind me of a West Side Story. Yeah. I think there was what's the other line? Growing up uh, in Spanish Harlem. Yes, and then, was like a movie star. Uh, oh man, Santana fucking rocks, man. Uh, and there's a guy that honestly talk about a comeback story, like gone. There's two major comeback stories in the year of 1999. Just so we know, so we've got a lot of tweets, and we'll read some of those. We did have to set some form of rules, rules and guidelines because 1999. Just so you know, if you're a fan of our podcast, hopefully you're also listening to Mac and Goo. They do movie vaults. Um, mm-hmm. It's much easier. We even discussed. This. I don't remember if this was on the air or off the air last week with Mac. With the movies, there's about Honestly, like even if you go as deep as you want, maybe 150 movies that's released mm-hmm. in a year, give or take. Um, when they do their movie vaults, they're looking at popular movies. They're probably looking at between 30 and 50 releases a year. They do uh, dishonorable mentions too. So yeah. you get some of the really bad ones out there. But yeah, probably around 60 they might name if you know we're talking about the ones they've named you know the highest number on. So sure, and that, but like movies are kind of like. Everybody kind of has an, an, an understanding of. There's no necessarily like, oh, we're just doing horror movies here or this. But anyways, the point is, for us, 
music in 1999, let alone music in most any years, there's thousands of songs. So we, for this specific year in 1999, we are going off of the Billboard year-end Hot 100 singles of 1999. That excludes a lot of music you're probably thinking of when you think of 1999 in your life and in my life. A um, lot of lack of alternative rock music, but don't forget there is a good blend. I would also say, Bill, on this list, which you can check out on the old Wikipedia. It's also in the description below. Um, it is a big year of the country crossover. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge country crossover per se fan. I do like my country music here or there, but, you know, Nelly and Tim McGraw really isn't my speed. <laughs> but, you know, the you know the Shania Twain songs we'll get to were absolute bangers on this chart. So do you want – here's a question for you. Obviously, we both will ping. We'll be talking a lot of songs. Do you want me to reveal the top ten songs from that year? Or do no. you want to just start? We can I do think that we can before. do that once we get through all of them and we can just tell people what the top 10 were. So, Perfect. I mean, I have a bunch, so I can just start. Yeah, and... let's just quickly, behind the scenes, we're, we're the masters of the top 11. So I'm like, oh, we'll do top 11s. I see Billy's list goes up to 17. <laughs> I was like, well, I could have done that too. But no, Bill, please do kick us off with a couple songs. I mean, there was no way I couldn't mention a lot of my favorite songs. This was my formative year. I was older because I was stupid. I stayed back. And was, you know, started school late. So I was 15, but I was heading into, no, maybe I was 14. I was heading, it was like eighth grade into freshman year. So mm -hmm. I was a little older than your typical freshman, but either way, I still like, you know, Tyrese. Boy. Yeah. This is also, you know, my voice changed a little bit before this. So Tyrese, sweet lady. Like I had a really good voice in like seventh grade and I was a soprano or an alto or whatever, like the middle one is in chorus. And I thought I could sing, and I was singing the song in the car, and my mother just turned around and was like, you cannot sing anymore. That is awful. Oh, but Tyrese, on. I mean, I got to give it to my mom. She never let me buy Jankos, and she told me that I had a bad <laughs> singing voice. She knew what was up. So I give her credit, but Tyrese, sweet lady, you know, a great late 90s kind of love ballad. Tyrese, the multi-talented guy, he's awesome in all the Fast and the Furious movies, so check him out. Another one that... I mean, on, real quick it, about with that, real quick on that song. Were you, were you segueing away? Yes, I was. I, I gotta say, this was the song. So me and my wife were just looking over the list before we came on. I was telling her a little bit of the gist of how this will all work. And at the end, we're going to nominate four, put it on Twitter, yada, yada. So I saw this on your list and I go, that has to be the most forgettable song oh, of, no. of, of, of this entire 1999 like hit songs. I remember it, but I feel like the world has passed it by. Time has passed it by. Uh, it's just one of those songs like literally like I remembered it was a jam TRL I was watching. I had it when I was listening to my mixed uh, tapes when I was taping things off like jamming 94.5 and Kiss 108 at the time. But this is just one of those. I don't know. When I heard C. Tyrese, I never even think of his music anymore. So, I mean, I spit game back in middle school by <laughs> making girls mixtapes. And this would be one of the Ooh. songs I would put on there. So got to love that. I think and I have a single for this at a dance. They used to throw them out at the end. I think oh. I got this one. Phenomenal. I would always get the singles from Sam Goody. My first one ever was Skilo, I wish. Oh, but, jam. I mean, we'll, I think we'll get to that in maybe uh, early 90s. But yes. next up, and my sister had a huge influence on a lot of the music I listened to back then because sure. she was older. And, you know, I listened to a lot of the stuff she listened to because she had the better, you know, equipment back in the day. But Lauren Hill, doo-wop, that thing. I mean, you'll see it playing over my shoulder a few times. That is an absolute jam of a song. She kills it. I mean... Say what you want about her. She is a great, you know, musically talented woman. Yeah, I, I ate her, obviously, for many reasons. Uh, but I got to give her credit for this. Not only did she make great hits, not only was she really good in the Fugees, 
But this is it. She had this one album, and this album was a string of hits. She won the VMA. This is a great music video. I know this is also mm-hmm. another big part of this time. Like when we're talking about these songs, there's a lot of visuals here. Not Tyrese, because nobody remembers. But when it comes to doo she had like that. There was like the 50s look, the, the Today look. Uh, really cool video. Lauren Hill, obviously, I shouldn't say hater, but you know, a lot of issues there with her, not only personal and some of the things she had to say during a very controversial time. Um, but she also just you know fell off the face of the earth after she had this an unplugged album. She put out a failed second album, and we've never heard from her since. Yeah, the Miseducation of Lauren Hill is an absolute banger of an album. This song, anytime it comes on, it still holds up today. Like if this was released today, it would be an absolute sma- like chart oh, yeah. smashing it. it was, Same thing like with the video. Mark. The video is is revolutionary. Yeah, it was it was absolutely the split screen. It was really cool, really cool stuff. Why don't you give us one more? Then I'll give you one of mine. Okay, so I got a bunch here. I will sure single do. out. 702, where my girl's at. Yes, this uh, from, was this from is the, the one I got back. made. Yeah. <laughs> this is a song that nobody, like, you don't know the artist. Nobody remembers the artist. Oh, I do. No, I, of course you do. Like, <laughs> diehard music fans are going to remember, but you will know the song. Where my girl's at is, like, this is, like, this is a great year for, like, female artists and we'll definitely talk about that as we get to we, we narrow down the top 10 but like this is a major year for female artists there's a lot of female independence feeling this was a good song because this is that party song but it was all about the girls no, i don't care about the dudes yeah, yeah we're gonna hit on you we're gonna change I mean, you we're gonna get a free drink but it's just where my girl's at i just want to just from the front to back yeah if you're feeling, you're feeling it, one hit up i mean come on it's really good and we had a game back at my old work where we would pull up the top 100 songs of any given year and somebody would read off the title and we would have to guess the artist. And I, I remember it. when this one came up, I just instantly spun it up. Screaming. And everybody just looked at me like, I was like, ah, I don't know. I, I like the song. I'm sorry. It's really good. So yeah, absolutely a uh, song that everybody, um, everybody should be, you know, familiar with one way or the other. Um, sorry. I, was, I thought I posted something and I'm getting distracted. All right. For me, I will kick off my list with i believe maybe the breakthrough hip-hop song like actual or rap song of the year that's hard knock life the ghetto anthem if you didn't know by jay-z this was jay-z's transformation into like that pop culture like not phenomenon but like really got his music press through through the mainstream uh he made you know really good fun songs before this a lot more rap a lot more i don't want to say harder music but this was a song that i think just kind of took him to that next level got him crossed over moms knew who his name and to this day he's not been forgotten and i think this was the song that kind of kicked it off and i think it's of the top 100 of this year it's the best rap song on the list I would disagree with that statement. We'll get to mine, obviously, when it comes up. But, but I would say, Bill, this, I put him, gonna... this put him on the map. Yeah, I actually I would... don't really like this song. This would be in my top probably 20 of Jay-Z songs. But it's definitely the one that got him super notoriety. And it was even featured in the Austin Powers movie. Yeah, I, I have a feeling the argument we're going to have, or the argument you have for another one, is going to be a hip-hop song. I would say this is more rap. Okay, we'll that's see. fair. We'll see. We'll see what happens when it comes to it. All right, let me give you one more from my list as we get through. I will go with what I believe is the best love song on the list, the most romantic song on the list. It is Brian McKnight back at one. There is nothing smoother. There is nothing that would get the the jelly moving than Brian McKnight. This guy was on absolute fire at this time. Not a household name today, not a household name six years after the song's release, but this is a song that will you'll always hear at like dances at the time. If you were of that age, uh, you would be hearing for, you know, weddings. This is a major wedding song and it's four steps. And you know what? And whenever he thinks <laughs> his job is done, Bill, he just starts back, back at one. one. 
it's it's a great method if you're in a relationship. It's a great method if you're trying to work on something. Whenever else fails or you feel like you're done, just start the whole process back over. Brian McKnight almost made to my top two. I'd be honest. Like I was really fighting because I think this song had such an impact for that type of genre of music. So I believe Mac and Goose started their podcast the other day with this song. And, you know, we fell deep in love. And now we ain't speaking. Michael J. Fox was Alex P. Keaton is pure poetry. People oh. shit on this song. This oh, it's song me. It's me. is phenomenally good. Oh. It's it's not even so bad it's good. It's just straight up good. I actually really like these terrible lyrics because they made it work. <laughs> they, they were all just like ridiculous like I don't know even how to describe them like handsome dudes that had a terrible like rap <laughs> vibe to them, but it just worked. LFO Summer Girls just, you know, was a summertime song. And it was great. I would listen to this today proudly. I will sing it in the car if it comes on. It's on my like songs on Spotify. But I won't be laboring this one too much because I know you don't like it that much. So we're going to go wild. We're going to do it in style. Shania Twain, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. I know every word to the song. Uh, it's, a karaoke, it's a karaoke favorite. And oh, yeah. it really gets the crowd going. To, I mean, it's just, you know, Shania Twain was a little bit bigger in 98, but the song still was pretty high up on the charts in 99. And it just cannot be denied as one of the best songs of 1999. Real quick for L- LFO or whatever the stupid band name is. It's a garbage song by a garbage group, but it was fun. I, I will always give it the fun factor on that one. But going to Shania Twain, my Lord, this woman, talk about just dominating in a year and or like during this time frame she has i believe what she has a couple songs i think on this list she had listened to these this is just on the top 100 for 1999 man i feel like a woman from this moment on and that don't impress me much Talk oh. to me. Well, don't that don't impress me much that music video forget it it was a lot of time i was like am i alone no okay be careful anyways but i would say that you know shania twain like you said it's a great karaoke song it's i think the most, one of the more beloved songs like it's funny. It's it will get a crowd going. Everyone knows the words. Like you could be with the most hard jerk, mean guy, and that song comes on. You see him dance and singing, especially let's if you're- go, girl. Oh, <laughs> everybody, everybody gets it going to that song. Uh, for me, up next, I will go with probably one of my favorite songs of the year. Just one of the more fun songs that just hit me at the right time. Uh, never a new kids on the block fan, but I will absolutely adore this song forever. One of the best beats of the day. Give it to you, Jordan Knight. That I mean, come on, you can see the visual, you can see the carnival. Uh, it was at a like a certain, yeah, like a carnival of sorts, almost looked like what we went to in Revere at the movie theater, and just the smoothness of it, and the way the song, like when he sings in the middle, just just that subtle, like dun dun dun, 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 dun and then it just kicks right in. Yep. It's a fun song. That is a song if you don't have on whatever playlist you potentially go to for whatever you're in a bad mood, pop this bitch on because it'll make you smile. Yeah, you say if it's been too long since you've had some oh, yeah. i always say because i get it from psych they do it a few different times like we're gonna do this all night lionel richie style so i always say i'm gonna give it to you jordan night style it's it's great and honestly and that's a good better reference because some people will make them think what about jordan night of course i mean this is a song where if you haven't heard it in like the last five to 10 to 15 to 20 years actually at this point go and listen to it it's still a banger the music video is great i mean it's jordan night he can dance up a storm so oh yeah very entertaining real quick, man. Real quick on that, just so you know, he his fellow new kids on the blocker, Joy McIntyre was stay the, uh, stay the same. Also made it to the top one hundred of nineteen ninety nine. Not a song I remember much, and not a song that's not going to make this list. But I think like, that was the music video that was all in black and white, and he's singing on like the top of like rooftops. 
Okay, I don't know if it's that one or if the one where he's creepily like he's in a bush. But anywho, all right, what do you got next? Oh, I got a bunch still, but uh, I'll try to rifle through a couple of them quickly. Are this one was a song that my boss at Scups in Malden, a pizza place, would always oh. play. And he would say, tell me, Billy Girl, because I need to know. But it's tell me, Baby Girl, I need to know by Mark Anthony. This song, the beat, an absolute jam. Mark Anthony at the top of his fucking game. One of the many people to have a wait relationship a with Jennifer wait, Lopez. Wait a minute, wait. Top of his game. Where else was this game? Where is it? Dude, Mark the- Anthony is a giant megastar everywhere I'm in not, America. I know. I'm just saying that, like, this is it. This was, like, his yeah. time. And, like, the horn section in this song, if you don't like a good horn section, F off. I mean, the horn section in this is absolutely unbelievable. It's a very relatable song to, you know, most kids in high school at the time, even though, you know, girls probably didn't like me. But I did, you know, if they did, they should tell. Yeah, you just needed to need it up. Like, now. (laughs) That came in just, you know, at number 79 on the top 100. Give us another one. Another one, another one, another one. Uh, What's his name? DJ Khaled. Uh, Not a huge fan of this song. TLC Scrubs, but it was, you know, one of the biggest songs no of the Scrubs. entire... No, don't besmirch the name. No Scrubs Bill. It's a number two song of the year. This was a... Oh, I love this song. It's fine. I'm more of a fan of Sporty Thieves, No Pigeons, <laughs> as I put in the video. Oh, that's <laughs> uh, one of the most ridiculous clapback songs of all time. We've had... It's some, so good, though. It's so... But, I mean, like, how ridiculous is it? And those guys never heard from again. Oh, no. But I did, and this is the lamest thing ever. I bought the single... Actually, yeah, it was a CD single, and I took it and I put it like on my door, <laughs> like, like no pigeon. Not like that. I ever had a girl over my fucking house in middle no. school or high school, let alone so. Just so you know, this came off the 1999. Well, not no pigeons, but TLC, their album Fan Mail, which oh. was just my god, just full. Unpretty was on there. Uh, Silly Ho, totally underrated song. People probably don't even remember. Obviously, No Scrubs, and I'm good at being bad. That was sort of like the major singles. Um, that came across this. Obviously, we lost uh, Lisa Left Eye Lopez, I think two years later, I want to say. But, um, man, they had, they had two of the biggest hip hop, you know, RB albums of all time. Sure, I'll take that information. What was the other one? Would you say, oh, from uh, what was that 94 album or something? Yeah, the one with like, I Ain't Too Proud to Be. All yeah, that like sex. Yeah, about, oh, that wasn't them, was it? What no, you're thinking of Salt and Pepper. Yeah, yeah, they're all the you know, they're all the same, these female artists. Um, all right. Uh, T- by the way, TLC, just right now, uh, me and Bill don't know which songs we're nominating at the end. I will just reveal right now, it is in contention for my song. I'm well, just, yeah. That well, song is major to me. I think that was like a cultural hit. No Scrubs became like this big thing for the, especially kids of that time. Well, just quickly, it was, I thought it was Crazy Sexy Cool. It is Crazy Sexy Cool. And they have an amazing amount of hits off of that one. Waterfalls was on that one. Oh, yeah. That, you're right. Red, Light, Red Light District, Digging on You, oh, yeah. Digging on Me. I mean, that was an absolute banger of an album. And they came out with another one, Fan Mail, five years later. So I would put them as one of the top, you know, female. I mean, it's not even a question. Oh, the 90s, like they they dominate. That's that's two major major albums. All right, for me, I'll give you. I'm going to give you two here because they both kind of fall in the same category. Music that I really love here. Citizen Kane, Better Day. Oh, the bottom falls out. Bottom drops out. This was. I'll tell you the only real memory I have of this song before school. I used to watch MTV, 
and I would be like eating cereal and having like 15, 16 breakfast because I was a fat F. And this song would come on. And I was like, man, I get it. Citizen King gets me. Better days in the bottom drops out. It's just all about that, like the way they like the um, production on and the bottom drops out. I've seen, but, and it just feel good. It just makes you want to clap, makes you want to, you know, be, just understand life because as you get older, you have seen better days sometimes. Crap Dude, crank it to 11 blow another speaker they were ahead of the game oh, on the podcaster <laughs> dozen and uh i even like the little do you like my gucci bag it's beautiful baby beautiful yeah just so we uh just for factual purposes we go back that comes in at number 96 on the top 100 and the next one for me um maybe uh, right up there with like shania twain everybody knows that everyone will sing it no one can hit the notes it is a high note because it's tell bachman she's so high <laughs> my- yeah, don't even bother. Don't even bother. Just, just let it go. It is such a jam. Tell Bachman's son from the uh, classic rock band, Bachman Turner Overdrive. Um, this guy, everyone had penciled in as being like a stud, like being like what John Mayer became later. Like that was what Tell Bachman was touted as. I remember being all over MTV Live, uh, T- uh, TRL, all the magazines like Rolling Stone. There were so many interviews around this guy. You never heard from him again, but what an impact. That's a song you're sitting, you're listening, you hear something in the background, you're like, dun, 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 and you're like, is this Tell Bachman? Like, you know the artist's name, you know the song. Great music video. She's like Cleopatra, Joan of Arc. I don't even know what <laughs> it is. I've always never, like, I've never actually looked up these lyrics, but it's Cleopatra, like, Joan yeah. of Arc. And then it's like arrived on time or something like that. But anywho, it's a great jam. Uh, another one that was high contention for me because it's one of my favorite songs of the year. Um, but that is just so damn good. If you, that's another one, add it to your playlist. Don't don't be a fool. No, I mean that's a if that's not on your liked songs from the nineteen ninety nine any year. I mean that's a great song. It really is, you know, a timeless hit that could be released today and you wouldn't bat an eye at it. No. So. I'll throw out one of my all-time favorite songs was Michael Scott's ringtone. I do love a goofy song. I love, you know, any song that has choreographed dances. This is a little step below a choreographed dance, or I should say a step above, but Lou Bega, Mambo number five, or oh, man, my New England accent just kicked ass right there. <laughs> but it's also because they probably had a Nomar number five as well. But this song, I'll, you know, I'll dance or sing to it anytime it comes on. So it's really just, you know, kind of a goofy, almost a Macarena-esque hit, but it's a fucking good-ass song. No, this is this might be the funnest song on the list. There's one other that I think is in high contention with it, but this is a song that, like, another one-hit wonder. You never heard from this guy again. You never want to hear from him again, aside from, like, I think it was in a Super Bowl commercial recently. But this this is just so much fun. This song is packed. Every female name, you know, every girl was like, oh, you know, it sings my name. I think, uh, I forget, one of the... Um, one of the uh what songs did he or one of my sisters i can't remember one of the people that i knew like song name was in there like, oh you know that he's singing to me here or this there was i think 14 15 girls names in it just a great tune fun lubega had that perfect thin mustache like, oh almost yeah scary looking almost like fake almost like uh, gomez uh gomez adams but yeah great jam this song i want to i want to say it was high uh she's so high we came in at number 51 this song i thought was higher but i'm, I'm scrolling down and down and down was it so high above you it was so lovely seriously uh where is lou i'm just gonna type in the word lou he, he they came in at number 42 42 mambo number five right in front of sweet lady at 43 i mean that's just my wheelhouse right there i guess then in the 40s hard uh, all right next up for me i'm gonna go with lullaby sean oh. mullen 
this uh, song uh, was just like it's so different. If you actually listen to it, there's so many different elements of this song. Came in at number 46, so still right in your wheelhouse there, Bill. Um, just a very different song. Sean Mullen's not a necessary household name at the time. Became very popular based on this track and its release. Um, I've done a few uh, interviews with him and concerts with him. Uh, I think I mentioned this during our Scrubs episode, but he was supposed to be have the song for the intro for Scrubs. He created a song for it. They ended up going with it. But this song right here, um, just like different. Like if you really listen, it's just so structurally different from anything else that year. Um, you know, starts off with like, you know, kind of like a speaky storytelling vibe, then just kicks in with that killer hook. I'm not going to try to sing it here either, but just everything will be all right. Rockabye. That's the other thing. He says rockabye, but the song's called rockabye. Because you know why? Because they said people won't buy a song called rockabye. That was what he wanted. That's what the song is called. And the people, the music production and everything that was, you know, people behind him said, no one's going to buy a song called rockabye. Lullaby is a word everyone knows. That's what you name it. Fair enough. I'll throw one quick one that didn't make the top 100 real quick because I just love it. And I saw it in the corner of my eye here glancing at a Google search. Bling Bling by BG. Uh, I liked a lot of the uh, the Hot Boys music back in the day, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But quick shout out to Bling Bling. If you go back and listen to that song, you actually find out there's just him talking for about 45 seconds to start the song. But completely switching gears here, probably the most notable song from the whole year. It's not going to be in my top four or two actually but you know shares believe yeah this i mean it dominated this is the song i think this was released in 98 as we did look at but it, it just dominated for so long i remember going on like a snow tubing trip with a catholic youth group and the whole place was singing it we were all into it um the one thing about this song like i mentioned earlier this was the tease ahead the big resurrection of share and Santana on the same calendar year. Like these are two artists that weren't even around for the nineties. Like this was all they did. And they came out swinging. Cher really never reclaimed any more of this fame, but she had it all going on in this one song. Uh, Cher also to this day in Charlotte flair. Uh, oh, exactly. Alike. <laughs> 50 years apart in age, but very scarily looked exactly the same. This song is going to be hard. It's not going to make it on my list either. I think we're both going to, well, we can always come back. There's endless college possibilities in the future, but like that's tough because this this is this is like the song I almost feel like of the year. But just for me, there's just other little things that you know made me think otherwise. And again, if we go 98, I think it's on that list as well. Yes, and a lot of 98 degrees in this year, but I'm not picking any of those. I will, however, go to a power pop uh, princess here, and I'm going to take this was really close for me. My sister loved this song. I think it's a better song than Hit Me Baby One More Time. Genie in a Bottle by Christina Aguilera is a phenomenal song. That's a bad, t- better than Baby One More Time. It's a better song. Oh, no. No way. What, what makes it better? She's talking nonsense. Yes, but she sings way better, first of all. Oh, well, uh, it's a better it beat. Like, the uh, like the, the Britney Spears is just like a classic, like, oh, make a pop song. Yeah. People would, like, set to hit L5 and go. Uh, yeah, I get you there. I just, I don't know. Again, the conversation before the podcast with my wife, um, and she was saying, like, oh, no Christina Aguilera and all this. I just didn't feel like, I think this song was, obviously, it's huge. Don't get me wrong. But I think Britney Spears just outshined her, was out so much bigger culturally. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, I will give you credit. Yeah, Christina Aguilera could sing the, the dictionary, phone book. book. She could sing my shirt. Uh, whatever she wants to sing. She's an incredible artist. But I don't know. I don't think it's a better song, in my opinion, than Baby One More Time. But that could also just be due to the popularity difference in the two. But also, this was the song. And this was also a very sexy video that no one talks about. Oh, she was. And she didn't hit her peak sexiness until Dirty. But 
where she got kind of, you know, a little bit over the edge. Oh, no, no, no. That was almost too far, Bill. There was a nice little song. What was the song? Uh, I don't know. Come on over, watch a music video for Come On Over, and you will do the same. Um, I talked about the maximum with Britney Spears in it, the maximum where she's in the pool with the dreadlocks. My God. That was for me. ridiculous. That was my, not my style. I'm not a dreadlocks. I like girls that shower. I'm not really either, but, I mean, she she rocked it hard oh, for yeah. yeah, it worked. She made everything work. Um, and there's my – yeah, there we go. Um, so you got a shout-out there. Uh, for me, I'm going to go. We're coming down, obviously, to the nitty-gritty here, even though our lists are longer. But – this was a major year also for the one and only Whitney Houston, RIP, one of the greatest artists um, that people, I think, at this point de- depreciate for how good she was. She had a major year. She had a lot of great songs in there. But for me, this was the song. It's not right, but it's okay. That is a powerful message as well as just a damn good song. This is her just saying, listen, you've done some bad crap to me. It's all good. I'm going to be fine. Keep it coming because I'm just going to keep moving along because she was all over the place on this year as well. I believe she had four songs built in the top uh, 100. I'll list them. Number four. The number four song of the year was Heartbreak Hotel, which I think is a crap song. That's, That's just, not great. I don't like it. it. But, I mean, Whitney Houston, anything to, she puts out, deservingly yeah. so. She's one of the greatest voices, if not the greatest female you know, pop voice of all time up oh, there yeah. with, like, Mariah Carey. But, you know, they're very comparable. Like, when they put out a song, it would go to number one. Oh, yeah. And speaking of which, the two of them collaborated on a song right at the end of the year called When You Believe. Not a major hit, but a song I remember because, again, like you said, I have two older sisters, so kind of got influenced that way. That came in at number 99. At 73, she had My Love Is Your Love, which is another rock oh, it's a great song. And, um, you know, not it's not right, but it's okay. Came in at number 44. Love this song because she also does some of the, like, talking like when you and your girls went out, it didn't. like oh, what was it? There's a great line. Uh, we were, I was just recently singing this. It's like uh, if five y'all went out, then four of you were really cheap because basically <laughs> she finds the receipt. It's yeah. just him paying for the whole thing. Clearly, oh, with another chick, and guess what? It's not right, Bell. But it's because she didn't love him really. That's I mean, the thing with her is she had pretty uh, an amazing career because she was a pretty much cookie cutter pop star early on, and then she transformed into you know one of the best full voices ever not that she didn't have it then but like her early pop stuff are some of my favorite pop songs ever like i want to dance with somebody and how will i know are probably two of the greatest pop songs ever written crushed it in the 80s absolutely i completely agree and to Um, still be doing it this well in the 90s is pretty amazing absolutely that's what i said r.i.p bobby brown you son of a bitch uh all right bill what do you got here Okay, so I don't know how much I have left that we haven't talked about here. I'm going to look at my list. Wild Wild West, Wicked Wicked Wild Wild. We did that a little bit in the uh, the movies we talked about with the summer blockbusters. I do love that song. It's a great song, a great beat. I think it's better than any of his other movie-esque songs. Mine uh, was another one from this year that I really liked as well. But I think that's it until – nope, last no, one. Eagle Eye Cherry, Save Tonight. Oh, that is a song right there, right up there with kind of Citizen King, just like out of the nowhere, one hit wonder that you remember. This song obviously a little more like has a little twang to it, the way that the, the, just, the song's constructed. Just really dig it. Save Tonight, a lot of fun song right there. Uh, I am seeing one more I think you didn't mention. I have this. It's my friend Anthony's uh, favorite song of all time. It's a really just perfectly made pop song and a way for somebody to break onto the scene in the best way possible. It's living La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin. I mean, if you don't like this song for any reason, if you hate on it, you're just a bad person. It's a great (laughs) fun pop song. There's no reason not to love this song. And it's just, you know, it's Ricky Martin at his his peak. Like what, what, what more can you ask for? 
it's ska meets pop meets uh, a little bit R&B, not much, but just great line in this. She's into superstition, black cats, and voodoo dolls. Yeah. That song is like that line <laughs> is embedded in my head, and I don't know why. I really don't. Um, I just remember boom, 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 boom. like yeah, the breakdowns of these songs are amazing. And the music video always remind me of. I never knew what pouring candle wax was. Like I didn't know that was like a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's a fetish per se or just a thing, but. Um, like I didn't know what was going on in the music video when she rips his shirt and she pours wax on. I'm like, what's going on here? Like to this day, I, I'm not that. I don't know what the hell that is about. But if you're into that, cool. Ricky Martin was into it. Um, Ricky Martin, yeah. Just this is the song that you know transpired, uh, like that set the tone for like the reason we have Enrique Iglesias. The reason you had more pop, you know, Spanish flair, Mexican music because Ricky Martin just broke through in such a major way. Enrique and, did have a song this year, though. He did. He had. Um, was it Bailamos? Oh boy, he must have because it was in the Wild Wild West soundtrack. I do know that because I had it. Um, yeah, just to give you one last one before we put in our nominations, and we'll do like some honorable mention at the very end. My last one here, Bill, is the I think what set this person's star shine. Obviously, was in a movie prior to this, singing songs in that movie, but never had her own music. Released this one this year. It is Jennifer Lopez. If you had my love, this is the this is like the debut of a mega star. This was 1999. We're 21 years later, and she is still as popular, as attractive, and as like hot in any term you want to use today. And she's 50 years old, I believe. I think 51. I know we recently went over this. I don't know if it's going to get any better than the Jenny from the block video, the way she looked, but this was a great way again to burst onto the scene, super talented, you know, just beautiful woman, beautiful voice, great actress. So I mean, this was it. This is, we didn't know she was a singer like this. We are, if you saw Selena, which I don't know what did, but if you saw that, you saw she could sing. That doesn't mean she was a singer. There's been a lot of actresses that have tried to make music and try to become popular through it or vice versa. And it doesn't work the way that is worked for Jennifer Lopez. This was a kickoff to a major, major career. Yeah, no, very good one that, you know, she just performed at the Super Bowl halftime and it was amazing. Oh, she was awesome. All right, Bill, it's, it's put up or shut up time. Now we are about to enter into the nominations for the pop culture pile driver jukebox. This is a song that will lift an infamy, the annals of time. It will be etched its stone in the name of music in a jukebox that isn't real. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll do my first one. And it's a very sentimental song for me. It means a lot to me. It shaped my thoughts on women growing up. And that is Juvenile Back That Thing Up. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, no, I do like, you know, uh, uh, what do they call it? The Thick Ladies. Uh, but this this is an amazing song from start to finish. This was in my obsession with this kind of music, rap and hip hop. And, you know, just I love the Hot Boys, I, it, you know, as a geeky white kid from Malton. It, you know, was really great music to me at the time. And I do like the You're a Big Fine Woman when you back that thing up better than the actual back that ass up because it was always on the radio. I can sing it cleanly and it, you know, you can find a few versions here or there, but if you want it on Spotify, the only one that starts with taking over for the nine, nine and 2000 is the edited version. So this song, I don't know if it will win the poll, but it's going to be on the poll. I'll tell you that. So we're going with back that thing up, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And just another part of it. Great line from Manny fresh. Uh, I know you can't stand it. Dick bandit. <laughs> Uh, and then he says, put the money in the middle like Monet. I don't know what the reference yeah. is, but when I was a kid, we did a food drive and we had a cup for money. And I literally just tied it, titled it Money for Monet. And it was this whole thing where all like our friends were doing it. And it's, I, again, I have no idea what that's a reference to. It's probably some awful sexual thing that I shouldn't know, but especially. No, I, 
the the uh the, the edited version too has like the big stick plumber chick yeah and a hummer chick beat the what like a drum chick <laughs> great that, i think that's the thing about this song too it has so many different elements like juvenile is like the lowest ranking part that i care about aside from the the chorus if you will oh, i was a huge juvenile kid no, me too. Ju- like what was he because he had a bunch of songs with just one word that he would just repeat a lot or the titles huh? of the song yeah, oh yeah. It was, it was, uh, uh, anyways, but yeah, Juvenile backed that thing up being the first nomination. So for me, um, I'm going to go with the Chalk song. I think we both have one that I think clearly is going to be on it. So I'm going to go with the one that's Chalk. It's, I think, the song of the year. Not only did it win numerous awards, when I think in 1999, I looked at this list. This is the song right here. It is smooth. Santana, Rob Thomas. Holy crap. It is so underrated at this point because you know, everyone knows the song. You hear it's popular. It's a guy at popular things aren't cool. This song is the jam. You pop that on right now. Just that drum into guitar, especially at the breakdown from the third chorus uh, into into the last beginning. And it just had so many different elements. Like we were talking about so much fusion, so much fusion in this mm-hmm. song. It's got it all going on. So I will uh, put in Santana, Rob Thomas, smooth. I mean, it's it's a hot one. <laughs> like, sure like seven inches from the midday sun. Again, I mean, don't know what that means either. No idea what that means. It might be sexual. I don't know. But um, I'll go with my next one. This is the chalk of chalk. It didn't yeah. even wind up that high on this list. I think it was probably uh, you know as big of a hit in the 2000s because it came out a little bit later. But I Want It That Way, I think, is the perfect pop song. It is just beautifully composed, beautifully done. I would sing it karaoke any day of the week with my good friend, Rich Blake. I just, there's something about the way that, you know, it just starts, it finishes, it has a good flow to it. It's basically the same lyrics over and over again, but they find a way to tweak it a little bit. I even do like the tell me why I'll do that in a country version every once in a while, like when I'm singing. So they're just, it's a great pause in between lines. So if you're just kind of like, you know, tell me why, why? It's a great tune. Perfectly constructed pop song came in at number 15 for the year. I'll run down the top 20 before we uh, wrap this up just to give people a picture again. But yeah, it was on my list too. Just so you know, I picked four songs just in case. Uh, that That is, it's good. The, right now we have three total, like it more depends on your taste. If you're going to go juvenile, the other two are just total huge pop songs and like of all time, not just of 1999. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, again, I want it that way. There's so much, even Howie sings in that song. How, at least they showed him in the music video. He kind of creepily comes up like that. Um, but he was the Backstreet Boy that I didn't know had a voice. Um, but yeah, he kind of dominates the song, actually. How? No, no, AJ does. Oh, AJ. AJ's the bad boy, right? AJ's the bad boy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. AJ dominates this song. Yes, he's like the like. This is when you found out he's really the guy, not Brian. Yeah, mm-hmm. I knew a lot about Backstreet Boys kids. Uh, like you always thought Brian or maybe Kevin or Nick were kind of the lead guy. Then you found out AJ's like super talented in the man. And written and produced by Guess Who? Um, the Guess Who? No. Uh, My guy, Max Martin. Oh, well, Max Martin was just in absolute fuego at this time of in his career. I think this was also like, this was kind of like his like kickoff time too. Wasn't mm-hmm. this like- It was one of his first really, really smash hits. Yeah, so I have a really tough choice ahead of me. I have two songs left. I'm picking one. Do I go? I'm thinking I'm gonna. So I told you, no scrubs is on this list. I was mm-hmm. thinking about going with it. I'm actually not going to, and I don't believe this next song is going to make it on here. But it's just one of my personal all-time favorite songs that you would never really believe. Own two of their albums. Not a band you would think I would own. Um, featured in a lot of mu- movies during this time. Um, this was a song like if you watch like She's All That. Basically, any movie that was released between 1998 and 2000, and any like teen. Uh, drama movie which i'm all about them teen dramas this song was involved in because there's always a scene where the girl kind of has this you know 
belief in herself moment. It breaks through. I'm talking about six pence, none the richer. Oh, kiss me. By the bearded barley, Bill. Just come over here. Just give me a big old smooch. That's what the song's about. It's not dirty. It's not overly sexual. It is just pure romance in an innocent way. Sixpence None the Richer, one of those bands that you'd think, oh, yeah, that was just a flash in the pan. Huge over in, in Europe. Have many more songs. Um, but I'm going to put them on there. I'm, I'm snubbing no scrubs, uh, unfortunately, because you didn't like it as much. That's why. No, but I just thought Sixpence None the Richer, another one of those, like, Era, like when you think of this time, whether it's 1999 or not, when you think of this time frame, that's a song you're going to be thinking of. So before I give you the top 20 from 1999, like Casey Kasem up in this bitch, our nominees uh, for me, it will be Smooth by Santana featuring Rob Thomas, Sixpence, None the Richer, Kiss Me, and Bill, your two are? My two are I Want It That Way and Juvenile Back That Thing Up. And they're two of my favorite songs of all time. I mean, Juvenile Back That Thing Up is literally my second favorite song of all time. If you watch the dork, uh, hashtag dork, uh, what do we call PCP? Jerk, jerk, uh, nope. jerk, jerk <laughs> No, jerk. your bro. Oh, you, yeah. got, you got it wrong, but you did say that this was my favorite song. At one point, it was until you know I realized how great Your Love by the Outfield is. But it's very fitting for me to have these two songs. I'm glad I have them as my two because I really do think they are my favorite songs of 1999. Absolutely. And that's the point of it. Now I'm just going to run down the top 20. There's so many great songs. Do check out the list. Google 1999 top 100. So this is the rules we set for. So that's why the four are on there. We'll post it on uh, on Twitter. Uh, so number 20 was TLC Unpretty. Notice a theme here. Uh, number 19 was Santana, Rob Thomas, Smooth. Number 18 was Angel, Sarah McLaughlin. Uh, number 17, a song neither one of us mentioned. Massive hit of the year, but that just shows how big of a year it was. Smash Mouth with All Star. Uh, number 16 was R. Kelly with Celine Dion, I'm Your Angel. Backstreet Boys, I Want It That Way at 15. Have You Ever from Brandy at 14. Ooh, yep. Goo Goo Dolls Slide, another one just completely washed over by us, number 13. Jennifer Lopez, If You Had My Love, 12. 702, Where My Girls At at number 11. Starting off the, I guess, podcast is dozen here. Ricky Martin, Living La Vida Loca at 10. Deborah Cox, some, uh, sorry, Nobody's Supposed to Be Here. Don't even really remember that song. Number nine. Uh, number eight, another one completely overshadowed. Sugar Ray, Every Morning. Number seven, and notice going forward. I've already kind of teased it, but look at listen going forward. Number seven, Genie in a Bottle, Christina Aguilera. Number six, Kiss Me, Six Pence, None the Richer. Number five, Britney Spears, Baby One More Time. Number four, Whitney Houston featuring Faith Evans and Kelly Price with Heartbreak Hotel. Number three, Monica, Angel of Mine. Got a lot of slow dances to that song. Uh, number two, TLC, No Scrubs. And the number one song from 1999, Billboard Top 100, Share, Believe. Billy, out of the top 10 songs, nine are women. Yeah, top seven, right? Top seven on, I'm sorry, eight out of the 10. But yeah, top seven on are women. Women dominated this time in pop music. From basically at the top 20, there was 14 female artists in there. That is incredible. As they should, because they were all, you know, to this day, still considered, I mean, Sixpence None the Richer, kind of the, you know, not normal in there, like not the most consistent hit maker, but everybody else is, you know, an all-time pop star, pretty much. I mean, Monica, I wouldn't really put her in that. I mean, she had, uh, all right, Monica, no, but she had a few really big hits and she was around for a decent amount of time. So that, like, she's the lowest on the seven, but that's not even that much of a slight. No, not at all. And yeah, like we said, like even going to like the Sarah McLaughlin's, like to this day, you know her because of dogs. Um, go buy some, by the way, and go give them money. Um, all right. So, Bill, right now, if you were to predict what song will make it into the 
jukebox in the annals of time at the pop culture pile driver jukebox what song do you think will it be i think it might be i want it that way i don't know how uh, much our audience was a fan of boy bands but i can't think that they could deny the greatness even if it wasn't their favorite kind of music but i know that like keith and davy they had their own boy band i believe so <laughs> a lot of people our age had to like boy bands it was you know a dominant form of music at the time yeah i, I agree i think that I, I don't i think it's going to be close but i don't know what the other song like i could see smooth getting some bows back that thing up i don't think sixpence on i think sixpence none the richer has as much of a chance as i had of winning last week <laughs> but uh getting on there nonetheless um I think it's going to be the two highest. I think it might be back that thing up and I want it that way just based on what I think the audience will see, but we'll see again, follow us on Twitter at pop culture PD. Uh, we're on the strive for one Oh five. Uh, right now, I think we're about less than 30 away. The voting will take place there. Hopefully uh, our friends in the hashtag dork shared Gooniverse will give us a uh, retweet on that and you guys can get more eyes on it and, you know, give a vote. Let us know what you think should be in there. Cause it will live for infamy in infamy. Uh, Bill going forward. Oh, you have something to say? You look like I do. Something. I think Wait. the problem with the other two, not Juvenile, back that thing up, but the uh, <laughs> Six Pets, None the Richer, and um, Smooth, yeah. is they're not two of the period. Well, you know what I mean? Like, if you think of 1999, I don't necessarily think of those two songs. I think of my two songs because they're more like, you kind of knew where you were when those came out, where the other ones are more like timeless hits. Not saying I- that I wanted that way isn't a timeless hit, but it's really nailed down to like, that late 90s where yeah, the other I, ones come out at any point and be huge hits. i can see what you're saying i just think smooth because i just remember that time in my life like i feel like that just dominated but we'll, we'll see it's up to the fans bill it's up to the fans we don't pick and choose i actually can vote on this now because i have two accounts that's fun um and that even shows how little of votes that i really got last week when i had seven percent and you know i voted for myself um all right and so you accidentally now, voted for you <laughs> i know so i think that's it i think i might have been it um so um again you can follow us on twitter at pop culture pd subscribe on itunes wherever you get a podcast we're there subscribe leave a five-star review or a review wherever you're you listen to your podcast you follow him at P- uh billy d 2411 i'm at jason d rossi but before we get out of here bill next week sports are back mm-hmm. there's baseball opening day this week it is July. That should not be the case. This whole pandemic has destroyed so many things. Basketball's returning next week. Hockey's returning in less than a week. Football training camps are opening. So we're going to celebrate the return of sports in America and the greatest distraction of all time by listing our favorite athletes. We'll go through all the major sports and go through the, the history of time. I think you'll hear a lot more from the 90s than you will the 2000s, 80s, or 70s. But there we'll go through our favorite athletes um, from each sport and kind of just have a nice little sports debate, a little sports convo. Well, yeah, different. I mean, what we usually do, I kind of hate sports talk radio. No offense to anybody who does it professionally or had done it professionally, but they can only take so much of it in a lifetime. Yeah, but we're just talking about us. It's really yeah. just selfish podcasting banter. Um, obviously, we indulge you to enjoy and uh, jump in on that as well. Um, let us know your thoughts. We'll post something about it. But again, follow us on Twitter at PopCulturePD to vote for the song that will go into the jukebox. August, we got a kind of an open slate. We have a lot of ideas. Don't forget to follow along to the hashtag Dork Shared Gooniverse on Facebook. We might be popping on. Bill popped on last night. Just, just jump it in there. I will pop off whenever I can. Uh, but just quickly, Dork did Unsolved Mysteries. Yes, Last night, I haven't checked that out yet, but I'm sure it's going to be great. I kind of want to watch them first because that was one of my favorite shows growing up. Then Changed My Mind had a draft yeah, of chain restaurants that I was going to be on but couldn't make the schedules work, but they did a fine job without me, of course. I would have drafted the best places with bread. 
That would have been my stretch. So, for me, that when I just think about, well, like Texas Roadhouse has bomb bread, I think. Uh, Olive Garden has bomb bread. Uh, I'm not really, uh, I don't know. I don't know where else Bertucci's I would go. Oh, Bertucci's. No, Bertucci's are right. Hot rolls. Hot rolls. And not your average shows. Oh, how did I forget? That's like one of my favorite places. Oh, I think I could have stole that draft. I don't. I haven't listened to it yet, but I think I could have stolen it with my strategy. I don't know if Maybe I would have got all my picks, but do, do uh, like a video um, response. I should. Bomb list. That was a good call. Dork. Uh, I already mentioned them. Mac and Goo reviewed yep. Aliens. Yeah, that was good. That I was haven't listened good. to that yet either. It's been kind of a busy week for me, but uh, I will check out all my podcasts probably tomorrow. In case anyone was wondering. Yeah, I was going to say, please keep us uh, indulged the entire time. Uh, yeah, so again, you can follow him at BillyD2411. You can see that he's going to be listening to a lot of podcasts. Uh, if you have any suggestions, slide into those DMs. Those DMs still open, Bill? Hell yeah. Slide in, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, and then that's it. That's all we got. So we'll be back next week with favorite athletes. Follow along on Pop Culture P- at Pop Culture PD. Uh, subscribe on YouTube, all where you find it. Just search Pop Culture Pile Driver. There's nothing else like us. Go find it. Enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Frank says hi.